0: Welcome to Stepping Off Now, a podcast about how to live your creative best life. If you're feeling creatively stuck, burned out, or like you're not fulfilling your true creative potential, this podcast is for you. I'm Kendra, a social scientist and writer. I spent decades feeling creatively unfulfilled while I pursued conventional life goals, culminating in severe burnout that took years to recover from. This podcast chronicles my journey in real time as I find my way home to my essential creative self and seek to live my own creative best life. I discuss topics like harnessing the intuitive creative process, using creativity to manage mental health, and sorting through all the external pressures and expectations to figure out what you really want. My hope is that you'll find inspiration and solace here. You are not alone, and you are stronger and wiser than you know. You can find out more by visiting my website, kendrapatterson.com. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. How are y'all doing? How is your 2024 shaping up? Here we are a few weeks into January. This new year to me hasn't really felt much like a new year because I'm still struggling through. The end of my novel, so it feels like it's it's a kind of like a holdover from last year, and I'm not really at the point where I can start my new year. And I actually do have a lot of intentions for myself this year. My personal habits like eating, exercising, have fallen by the wayside as I've increased my focus and put more energy towards finishing my novel. And I'm really looking forward to actually finishing. <laughs> so I can not feel like such a slump all the time, but I'm going with it for what it is right now because this really is the crunch time and it does feel like time has kind of condensed and is squeezing together here in these last months of trying to finish. It's kind of hard to explain the feeling. It's almost like it's more frenetic and I can feel the end approaching and it feels like a hard stop and and like a wall. And as I get closer and closer, time, the time ahead of me is like condensing as I push it closer to the wall. And the things that I have to think about for my novel in terms of getting it done and getting it to the place I want it to be are increasingly more detailed, but there's increasingly less time <laughs> to do it all in. I mean, of course, I could take longer. I could say, you know, my, my deadline is not the end of February anymore, but I'm, I'm just really hoping I don't have to do that. So what I'm saying is that I feel like I'm sitting in a place of a lot of discomfort right now. It's a very uncomfortable place for so many reasons, and I'm not quite there yet in terms of assessing the individual discomforts I'm feeling in order to parse them and discuss them with you, but I thought that the subject of discomfort in general would be a really good one for today's episode but first I wanted to give you my now regular obligato- obligatory update on where things stand with a novel, because after all, this podcast is about sharing my process. And these days, I always have a lot to share about my writing and the specifics of it, which isn't always the case. But like I said, things are just condensing and a lot of stuff is happening and it feels very frenetic right now. I mentioned in the last episode or maybe the one before that I'm really focusing in on the last third or last quarter of the novel. And this historically is always the most difficult part of the novel for me. I'm not sure if this is common for other writers, but it took me at least six to eight drafts to even kind of have an ending. And it wasn't until draft 10 and 11 that I sort of had an ending that was in a form that felt close ish to what I was looking for. But it's nowhere near. There yet. And I'm on draft 13 right now, so I'm hoping this is going to be the one where it comes together, and I think it will. But it's requiring me to go deep into the dark. And again, I don't know if that's just because of this specific novel or if this is how it always feels, but in this specific novel, the characters are actually literally going into a dark place. And that's all I'm going to tell you because I don't want to give any spoilers here. But it's sort of like a dark night of the soul type of thing, or I don't know if you've ever heard of the descent of Inanna. Inanna is a Sumerian goddess who is a fierce and creative force, and she's been an inspiration to me for a number of decades. I, in fact, have her symbol, which is an eight-pointed star, which is also the planet Venus, tattooed on my inner left wrist. And I got that when I was about 20. So she's been in my life for a long time as a source of inspiration. And she is known for her descent into the underworld. She's not the only goddess or god, of course, who does something like this, because it's an experience that resonates for many people. Many of us have throughout our lives, times where we do this. And I certainly have felt that in my own life at least once, if not more times, it's a very difficult and painful experience. And my characters, particularly one of them, the main character Mara, is going through something like that, and it's requiring me to go there with her. There's just no escape from it, and in a way I feel like this is one of the reasons I struggled so much with the ending of this novel, is that this is really hard emotional work. I would really love to know if this is a common experience for other people writing novels or, or other creatives and artists working on large projects. Or, or maybe this is just something that because of the structure of a novel, there's always a climax at the end. Maybe this is very particular to writing novels. I don't know. Let me know. Shoot me an email if, if you have any thoughts on that. You can contact me through my website, KendraPatterson.com, using the contact tab. So anyway, like I said, feeling a lot of discomfort. This this is quickly becoming, trying to finish this novel, one of the hardest things I've ever attempted. And I think that that is good, and that is right, and that's how it should be. And in fact, I was a little worried for a while, because while it felt hard to write this novel to, to attempt to finish it, It's never felt as hard as my dissertation felt. (laughs) Well, I think now I can officially say it feels at least that hard, if not harder. I'm really, really struggling. And if you are a long time listener, you will know that I am against hard struggle when it comes to creative practice. I believe that creative practice should mostly feel really good because if it doesn't, we'll never develop the capacities to remain consistent with our creative practice over time. I mean, it's really simple. Willpower will only last you so long, we can't continue to force things forever. But clearly, there are periods of a creative life where you have to push when you are squeezing up against that hard deadline or that wall, and you can sense it coming, and you have to force something out, kind of like having a baby. Like, you can't just decide you're not going to have the baby. It's got to come out, or at least so I've been told, (laughs) never having uh, actually had children myself. This is the feeling of being boxed into a corner in a way, and it is very uncomfortable when you know that you have to get something done and your brain is screaming at you to not do it because it's painful maybe akin to that moment in the marathon where you're just like, why am I doing this? This is insanity. What's the point? What, I'm just gonna like cross a finish line? And so what? Like, this this feels like hell. I don't even know like if, if this is going to be worth it, especially if like you're 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 not going to be coming in first place. You know that you're like middle of the pack or end of the pack. And there's a point where you wonder if you should just stop running. But you don't, because you're closer to the finish line than the start line, and you know if you quit, you would never forgive yourself. I remember this feeling, too, when I was doing my dissertation. I knew all the investment I had put into it, into getting a PhD, I would never forgive myself if I didn't accomplish that goal. They call this the sunk costs fallacy. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if it's a fallacy, though, because you can have a personal goal for yourself that is so important that you've held for so long, that you cannot fathom a life where you don't accomplish it. That's where I'm at right now. And in fact, I've been there for a long time. It's just, it feels increasingly like dire. I don't know if that's the right word. The stakes just feel very, very high for me. And in a way, you know, it's the exact same thing my characters are going through right now themselves here in the final quarter of the novel. And I wonder if I'm absorbing that energy, or if I'm manufacturing it in myself in order to put that urgency into my novel. Lots of questions here, y'all. But my point is, is that I'm I'm allowing myself to sit in a lot of discomfort, and I started to ask myself, well, what's different now? Because for a long time, with writing this novel for years, I would approach discomfort and and kind of touch it, and and. And my hand would spring away and I'd be like, nope, nope, too painful, too painful, not going there. And I think that that was appropriate for those early years because I was recovering from burnout. And like any significant injury you get, you have to be careful around the place of injury. I had pushed myself so hard and far with my dissertation, which was a project I hated, That I did not want to fall back into that place with my novel. My novel was a way of healing from that. It was a way of reconnecting with my purpose here on this earth and my joy and my desire to be alive. And so it was very appropriate that when I approached any, any, uh, whiff of pushing myself and started to feel that resistance, that I would back away. And I also think that that's appropriate when you're in the early stages of developing a strong creative practice. And I still stand by that. So if you go back and look at my earlier work, I talk a lot about this concept of not pushing too hard, giving yourself breaks, letting yourself be lazy. That still is something I believe, but I'm in a different stage now. I have recovered from my burnout, and I have a strong creative practice. So I'm in a place where I can push myself more and more. And that's what I've been doing in these final months of completing this novel. But there's a contradiction there, right? On the one hand, I'm saying, avoid discomfort. If something makes you feel bad, don't do it. And and, and here I am saying, allow discomfort. And I'm certainly allowing myself to feel bad on a daily basis around this novel right now. I mean, sometimes it just feels like absolute hell. I mean, aw- it's awful. <laughs> So like, what's right? What's the difference? What, what, how do you differentiate between bad discomfort and good discomfort? Because we all know that discomfort is essential to a life of growth. You can't avoid all discomfort. Well, you can, but then you're not going to be growing. And what's the point? What's the point of that kind of life? I mean, probably plenty of people live that kind of life and they're perfectly happy. So fine. But that's not, that's not for me. That's not good enough for me. I always feel that I need to be learning and growing. And for that, you need to challenge yourself, sit in discomfort, do things that stress you out. But what I see when I look out at the world is a lot of people allowing discomfort and stress and anxiety into their lives that is destructive rather than constructive. And certainly I was that type of person myself for the first several decades of my adult life. So what's different now? Why do I think that this discomfort that I'm feeling on a daily basis at least around my novel. So I'm talking about this in terms of creative projects, but also life in general. Why do I think this is okay? It's not just because I've developed the strength and resiliency needed for it. That's a sort of goes without saying kind of thing. Obviously, you have to have the strength and resiliency to handle discomfort in order to handle it, (laughs) right? But there's something else. There's something more that's behind my decision to allow this into my life. Because you all know, that I am extremely careful about the kind of energies I let into my life, I protect myself assiduously from things that make me feel bad. I mean, I don't need other things to make me feel bad and come into my life and do that. I, I make myself feel bad enough on a daily basis, just because my brain is always screaming at me. So that's, that's like the, the work of my everyday is managing that shit. So I'm, I'm very careful with my, my boundaries. I, I, I guard myself and have some very strong boundaries set up in my life to the point where I'm sure from the outside it, it looks pretty, I don't know, selfish to other people or, or hard or something. But I don't care because that's what I have to do for myself. And I've had this boundary for a long time that I don't allow too much discomfort with my creative practice into my life, because that's like the one thing that's keeping me going. It really is. It is the purpose and reason for my life. And the only thing that makes it feel like it's it's worthwhile for me to have a life. Like, that's the truth of it. I know that I allude to that sometimes. And sometimes I've actually stated that, but I cannot say that strongly enough that as an artist, that's what makes my life worthwhile. And I'm sure that I'm not alone as an artist in saying that and feeling that way. Why would I allow the sanctity of my creative practice to be invaded by such discomfort? It's not just because I really want to finish this novel. That's not enough. Having a goal that you really, really want isn't enough to accept high levels of discomfort into your life around challenges. So what's the key here? What makes certain discomforts, okay, and others not. And remember, there's always this base condition that's necessary is that you have to have the strength and resiliency to weather that discomfort. So given that, let's say you have that, you're and here you are living your life doing your creative work. How do you know which discomforts are okay to let into your life and which are not, whether they're related to your creative work or your life? That's the question I've been pondering, as I'm increasingly permissive Of this discomfort in my own life and you know the answer was kind of obvious when I thought about it the thing is though is that it wasn't obvious to me before the entire time I was living my life barreling towards burnout I had no capacity to differentiate between good and bad discomfort discomfort was discomfort and I thought that it was my job to allow it into my life because that's just how life is you have to do a lot of things that don't feel good I've actually been watching this uh, really funny guy on Instagram. His name's Jordan Prince. This is just an aside, but it just came into my mind. He is an American living in Germany and pokes gentle fun at German characteristics. And I can totally see, <laughs> watching his videos, how the German side of my family has influenced my perspective towards work and life. <laughs> uh, speaking of life, is supposed to be hard, and you're supposed to work, work, work. Anyway, I think I spent a lot of years wasting my energies on destructive discomfort. I view pretty much everything I did in the first two decades of my adult life as in this vein, mainly because I was pursuing mimetic desires, the things that I thought I should want, the things that I saw other people having that I thought I was supposed to have, but they weren't really the things of my heart. And that there is really the key, right? That the discomfort that you allow into your life on behalf of people, activities, goals that aren't in and of themselves things that are going to bring you happiness or bring you much reward in response to your efforts or aren't things you even really want anyway, is destructive discomfort, because that gets you nowhere. You just make efforts, and then that's it. How many of us have put ourselves into situations, be it a job, a relationship, an activity that causes us a lot of discomfort, and, and we think that's okay, because that's how it's supposed to be. And everything worthwhile is hard work, And we're going to get rewarded in the end anyway. But we're miserable in the short term. And then nine times out of 10, the rewards don't come or they're not what we thought they would be or we don't end up happy when we do get them. I mean, that that's my PhD in a nutshell. No regrets or anything because I learned and I'm proud of my PhD. But that was the last time in my life. I think I made a promise to myself that I was going to put myself through something like that for a reward I didn't care about, and that got me nowhere. Why is it different now? I mean, it seems obvious, right? But it wasn't to me before, and that's what I'm trying to say, is that when we're confused about what we want in life and what actually makes us happy and what makes us feel good, this isn't clear at all. What makes this discomfort worthwhile right now to me is that I view the activity itself as worthwhile. It's not just something I'm doing to achieve an end goal. And the end goal is completely within my control. My end goal, as much as, you know, I would love to have my novel published, that's not my end goal. My end goal is to make this novel good enough that I feel proud of the product. That's completely within my control. How do I do that? I keep working on it. That's it. I keep working. I keep allowing this discomfort that I feel right now, and I keep going. And let me tell you, I, I now understand the phrase tortured artist. <laughs> I, I know where that comes from. <laughs> I, I qualify. It's almost as if the reward for the discomfort is the discomfort, because it feels like important and necessary work. That's different from discomfort we put ourselves in as just a holding pattern or part of a status quo, where there is never any egress, where the only place it gets us is more stuckness. Learning to differentiate between destructive versus constructive discomfort is a real challenge. Because life can be tricky. We can have goals that masquerade as constructive, like my PhD. I mean, of course, getting a PhD is a constructive goal, right? I mean, anyone would think so. I can be forgiven for believing that myself. But it wasn't for me specifically in my life. A lot of times we commit to relationships that really are never going to bear fruit for us. And we, we sort of martyr ourselves to the discomfort. Same could be said for any type of activities we involve ourselves in, that in retrospect, we're like, yeah, it was basically a waste of time. Not entirely because you learn from that stuff. You learn what you don't want to do. And that's really important. Like for me, group activity stuff is is always this this thing. I spent a lot of years of my life re-involving myself over and over in group activities, community, community-based stuff. Cause I thought, well, people need community. They need other people. We're social animals. I can do it for a while and extrovert and, and deal with other people's bullshit. I can do this. No, I can't. <laughs> At least not for, not for extended periods of time. And I end up always with like nothing at the end of that process except an increased understanding that group stuff just isn't for me. I put myself in a lot of discomfort over the years to rediscover that a 100 times. I didn't need to do that. Or maybe I did. I don't know. Because I'm one of those people it takes me a really long time to uh, come around to stuff. I have to basically push myself to exhaustion in every aspect of my life doing the wrong things before I can let myself do the right things. I don't know this. Maybe that's just a me thing. But what I'm saying is I think here that it takes time and experience to learn how to differentiate between good and bad discomfort in your life and the kinds that really are going to bear fruit for you. So if it seems murky and confusing right now, maybe it's enough to just begin to think about it in, in these terms that there is such a thing as good and bad discomfort, and that it's okay for you to not want to have the bad kind in your life and to work towards the goal of eliminating as much of that as possible. Now, obviously I, I still have a lot of bad discomfort in my life and it just saps my energy like that. You probably didn't hear that, but I just snapped my fingers. <laughs> like I I can spend less than a minute on things that involve bad discomfort and I'm absolutely exhausted. I just don't have the capacity anymore for that kind of stuff. Which in is kind of a gift in a way, but also really frustrating because It means I often feel behind with my tasks, with my responsibilities, that there are constant weight and stress. So I still got some learning to do, right? Or maybe that's just life. But I try to fill up the other spaces of my life with the good kind of discomfort, the kind that feels it has a purpose, the kind that even amidst the discomfort, I feel that joy of knowing I'm on the right path. There's a surety to the right kind of discomfort or the constructive kind where it just feels right even amidst the challenges all right y'all hopefully that's given you some food for thought hopefully i will be over this final rough patch (laughs) i hesitate to say final uh in terms of my revisions my final drafts of my novel by the next time you hear from me in two weeks i'll see you back here then bye